Welcome to the Feng Shui Mastery Show with your host, Kathy Hargaden. Now, we have a special guest this evening here to talk about the art of alchemy. And her name is Katrina Petit. Good evening, Katrina. Good evening, Kathy. Thank you for inviting me to your Feng Shui Mastery Show. Well, thank you very much for coming along. Now, I know you're a very busy lady. And um, I believe you are a textile artist yes. and you're working on a very interesting project at the moment. But before we kick off with that, how about giving us a little bit of a definition of what is alchemy? It's interesting, uh, interesting thing to, um, uh, there are actually two kind of definitions you could say. There is uh, one, one way is that alchemy uh, was an practiced in the in the past in the middle ages to um to make uh, gold out of base metals like lead and they really believed they could uh, people could do that um so that's quite a physical um way so to say which mm. later uh, became it, it's the the forerunner of what is now our current chemistry and uh, so there are lots of um, um, practices, you know, mm. started by practicing alchemy. The, there is also a metaphysical side of alchemy, which I, I believe is more true than the uh, physical side. Uh, and that is that um, it was believed that if you could find the right formula, you could um, um, create an eternal life and it basically it was the development of the human being into realizing its true nature okay that sounds very interesting and and where does that true nature deem to lie sorry where, where is the where does that true nature lead people to when they were supposed to kind of have that transmutation so to speak yeah where, it's it's the 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 realization that what you truly are is um is basically the the creator itself okay all right so it's that that's the metaphysical meaning of it yeah um in terms of everyday life i mean we use the word alchemy it's not a common word but um i was just looking at it in terms of the metamorphosis of people's environments and how when they change those environments they can change something within themselves that's um, right yeah. how, how do you, how does that definition or relate to the work that you do in terms of of textiles and art uh in in terms of art at the moment i'm busy with an alchemy specifically alchemy project in which you you use all kinds of different um elements you know like like metal um uh like um, um more material or you could say earthy stuff uh, you use the the uh, the air of inspiration right uh, so all the different elements come are, are always coming into play when you create art yeah um in in the in this specific project i'm actually uh, doing some chemical experiments with um, the effects on metal and then mostly copper, uh, which 
get tremendous beautiful colors as you see on this mm, first yeah, slide yeah then you heat yeah. the top with a bit of blowtorch or above a hop it gets an, a riot of of colors it's and, absolutely uh, beautiful yeah but is this not this this project not associated with a, a dynasty of a, of a house of a family from that's right it, it's yeah. um it, it I'm, i was invited by the hertfordshire archives and document libraries which is in um in hartford the the a county town uh, which holds all the uh official documents dating back to 1060 uh, to do with um, inheritance um and uh, tax uh, stuff deeds uh, properties uh, for for all those years yeah. and they have uh, several hundreds of documents of one mm. particular family and this family is called the Witteronge family and they um, they were protestants living in belgium and prosecuted uh, because of the um at the time the Netherlands, because it wasn't called Belgium then, the Netherlands were uh, occupied by the Spanish Inquisition, and they were Catholics, so they didn't, you know, they, the Protestants had to um, to flat the yeah. country, mm -hmm. and so they settled in um, in London. The, the original family with two kids, and they had absolutely nobody, no, nothing, you know, they had to leave mm -hmm. everything behind, mm -hmm. and uh, they started a brewery and did very well, and then they bought this land um, and built a house on it which is called the Rottenstedt Manor which is in the place Harpenden and it's still the house is still there the the third generation changed it and to to honor their Dutch roots they made all the the house the gables of the house all, all Dutch gables and uh, this family became quite uh, quite well off one of the one of the um, members the third gen generation sir john witteronge he became a champion of the of the king and um there was another member in the family who became mayor of london uh there were there's uh, lots of stories like to quite do with established, this particular yeah, family yeah can you just say something about the house with it relating to feng shui i mean how you've been to the house is that right no i oh, haven't, you haven't i haven't been to the oh. house no the house is now an, an uh, it's an agriculture research station because okay. one of the members started that. The family has died out, oh. but at the moment it's it's like an, uh, a big um, research in anything to do with with agriculture and um, sometimes a bit controversial um, in the sense of that they testing with uh, GM crops. Hmm. Um, so the the chemical you know the chemical uh, elements comes quite into yeah. what it, what it currently is you right, know that yeah. the things that they are trying out but the, this from this all those documents i had a look at the the old documents in in the archives and there was a set of documents on alchemy astrology and medicine dating back 1640 Ooh, around that time wow. and because of my interest in alchemy and astrology i'm, mm. I'm having a lifelong uh, interest in these subjects um i i got quite excited and start looking in those documents they were all handwritten apart from some almanacs and those documents were in uh, in different languages uh, french dutch Ger um, french dutch 
English and Latin. Uh, but, and it has four with alchemical symbols, and I love the symbols. Okay, right. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, how, how they would have used them then? Why were they, why were they so interested in that subject? Well, at, at, at the time, in, in, in those days, any, any person who was um, uh, a bit um, studious inclined, you know, on a bit higher up in society, mm. they, they, you know, liked studying all kinds of subjects and books. And um, I think alchemy and astrology were very common subjects to, to study in, in, um, for, for lots of people. Right. Uh, I don't know how, you know, the person who wrote the documents, I mean, they were treaties on books of, of philosophers and alchemists, um, which I did a little bit of background research on, like Sir Francis Bacon. Uh, but they, they, I can't find what they actually really did, this family, with the alchemy. Mm. I think it was more like an interest to study um, as a hobby, rather right. than that they were actually, you know, practicing alchemy. Right. And what about your own artwork? Can we go on to a, a slide where you maybe talk us through about how you've come to use your own alchemy in your own artwork? So we're just looking at this picture here. Um, can you just tell us a bit about why you designed this the way it that, is? That, that has quite, an, it, it's a bit like an, uh, an heirloom. It's an, um, quite an autobiographical story. My my dad. It's, it's called East Meets West, and um, my dad um, was. Um, I'm, I'm Dutch, and my dad, uh, the Netherlands, had as a colony Indonesia, and after the Second World War, the the Japanese were still occupying Indonesia and there were not enough Dutch um, soldiers or healthy men left after the, the Second World War to um, help the uh, people in Indonesia. So they asked for volunteer soldiers. So my dad went over and he, he wasn't really uh, in, in fighting there, you know, mm. he, he had more a good time there. Yeah. And he came back with a, a trunks full of Batiks and wooden uh, wood carving, Indonesian wood carvings and paintings. So when I grew up and, and you know, when he married and later my, my mum, we had all those Indonesian artifacts in our okay, house. Okay, that's, that's fast. Can I just ask you there, how, how did that affect you having those artifacts around you? It, it, it was, it, it evoked a desire of, of traveling yeah. and of uh, wanting to see more of the world and, right. and other um, uh, cultures. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's interesting because some of the stuff we do in, in, in we're talking about in feng shui as well is what you have around you has a direct link to how you live your life. And this, just hearing this story about the artifacts, you know, would give you a desire to see what, what lies beyond in the in the bigger world? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, go, going back to this um, this particular artwork. So the sky and some of the fabrics. Yeah. That they are rubbings of the of the wooden um, Indonesian boxes, which are on the side cupboard, which you can't see, but it's next to this wall hanging. Mm. There are all those, and and also there is an an, um, an uh, my mother's 
Indonesian sewing boxes on there. So I've used that. My dad was a fruit grower. He had a big orchard. So hence, this is a bit like right. an, uh, my interpretation of an apple tree. Mm. My mom used to do lots of um, uh, um, re restoring, you know, his, his clothes, darning his clothes and, and uh, restoring his, his jeans. So okay. that's why I used jeans right. in there. That's fascinating. And can we just go on to this one I found quite feng shui orientated in terms of its eastern dragons facing That's each right. other. I had a I had a passion for uh, for dragons. I I did a whole um, a whole year that I did anything to do with dragons. Right. Um, so um, yeah, this is quite an early on an early on picture. It's quite simple where I I dyed the fabric myself. Um, yeah. It's got an eastern feeling about it, though, as well. And you've got this yeah, on your I'm, wall, haven't you? I'm I'm quite used to things like I, the I Ching and uh, you know the Tao Te Ching. Yes. So hence this this element of the dragons come in there. I practice Tai Chi and um, yeah, this this is a bit of a Chinese uh, affinity yeah. to the philosophy more. You know? Yeah, and having these kind of your own self-designed artifacts around in your own home what's the relationship you find between yourself and then when you look at these these own creative pieces that you've done it's uh, it's like it, it's an extension of yourself isn't it of mm. certain aspects in yourself which you you project outside into your environment yeah and uh, so it reflects things back to you sometimes uh, you create artworks which you then have moved on so you 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 then don't always want to have everything there for years and years so you keep changing things okay um but because you know you go through different stages in your life mm. so you, you it, it needs then an, an, a fresh a fresh look in your environment that's interesting because being an artist i suppose um, change is is part of the path, and and therefore change in the environment is quite natural for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and can you just say a little bit about what your understanding of the I Ching is? Because I have had uh, a couple of people um, email me asking me a little bit more about the I Ching. But if you've already looked at it and in relation to your art, what exactly does that mean for you? Well, the I Ching is something I was introduced to in the in the seventies as an as an oracle book, a, a book where you can ask, um, you know, a, a method of um, uh, using coins and mm. and throwing the coins to get the certain lines, which they called hexagrams, broken and closed lines, and uh, you could ask questions. And then, and then you, there are 64 hexagrams, and these 64 hexagrams are basically uh, 64 uh, stages of movement of the yin and yang sign. Mm. Yeah, the the the, yeah. the yin and yang, the black becomes uh, white, and it, it it's the changing of well, basically the changing of everything. Yeah, uh, is in this system in the the Chinese system. Um, being portrayed in 64 stages right that's fascinating and it's it once again it's just saying that nothing is ever still that no. creation yeah. is constantly shifting and moving in a and going towards a, 
it's very cyclical in nature everything all this Chinese philosophy is very cyclical as yeah. opposed to the Western way of thinking it can be quite um, latitudinal quite um, linear um, let's move on to some of these pieces which I think these are uh, uh, this one in the center here is to do with the metal is it not yeah that the, the one in the center that mm -hmm. is an and uh, work in progress okay. that that's that science, uh, are samples of the current project I'm doing on alchemy um, because I'm making this this um, box book it well it looks like a book um, mm -hmm. but when you open it it's it's actually a storage box which I'm making into an alchemical curiosity cabinet okay. and the outside of it will be woven metal strips embossed with all the alchemical symbols right. and then heated so this that the middle bit is just an, an sample of what I'm currently doing okay and can we I mean I've just been teaching about the five elements you know the earth wood fire um, and me uh, metal so metal. now that you're working with metal um, I tried to kind of convey to people that there's the yin of metal and there's the yang of metal. And mm -hmm. given that you work so closely with that element, what would you have to say on that? Um, the, yeah, it's it's interesting because especially with, this is copper and copper is quite soft. Mm. So you could say it's 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 um, yin, mm. you know, and it is um, it, it's red and uh, copper is ruled by the um the sign of venus or the, the planet venus rules copper and venus is of course a feminine um uh, sign so a yin a yin planet yeah, mm, and yin yeah. symbol um the the hardness you would say come it's quite sharp when you cut it you have to really watch out that you don't cut your finger so i would call that quite young yeah uh, the the with the heating up you see the different you know colors which you can also say uh, that there is a yin and yang in in the colors you know mm. a yin side and a yang side yeah yeah and and working with it physically um, has it been a, a journey in terms of how sometimes metal can be quite sharp and resistant like the mind because I know it's associated with the the thinking processes in the Chinese philosophy and yet there's other times when it's exposed to heat it kind of yields and is quite malleable exactly yeah that that's exactly right I've just been speaking to someone about metal and they were saying that um, a person um, who is very much in their head is a metal person and yeah. if they if you gave them the piece of wood it would soon be sawdust and it took me a while to realize what that meant and basically that someone with a very sharp mind so for example to be a lawyer I suppose you have to have a very sharp um, mind to see arguments and strategies that with the element of wood it would be totally cut into tiny little pieces um, and that's what the perception of a metal mind would see is cutting cutting up ideas very fast um, and it's just a metaphor for for the actual qualities that metal element does have, and what about yeah. the other two pieces, Katrina? The piece on on in the top corner that that yes. that's a wooden six-sided box with a hat on it. Uh -huh. The 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 boxes there's six triangular boxes 
with the human figures and they present also alchemy. They they are all in different um, metal colors and the middle is, is um, colored. Mm. So they present different stages, different alchemical stages of, of the human um, human being realizing more its spiritual nature. Oh, could you say something uh, more about those stages? What are those? What are those stages? Well, the the stages for me they're very much defined by the practice of meditation hmm. and and the realizations you make through that meditation process over over several years. Yeah, and uh, it it comes from realizing that you're not your your physical body nor your emotions, nor your mind. You have those things as tools to work with, but that's not what you really are. What you really are, that's you can find out through this process of meditation, right. which, which then works, you know, upon you, and, and it, you start getting insights and, and uh, expansion of consciousness, which are you could say metaphorically uh, it's like an alchemical process mm. Mm. yeah that's fascinating that um and and what about the other picture the other picture is uh, it sign it are some nasturtians and uh, this was in an in a course i was doing and we had to draw uh, well we had to draw some still life flowers and my flowers, they didn't, um, uh, I, this was an, an, um, um, a course I was doing well far away from where I'm living. So I had to take the flowers home and um, to carry on at home with um, the drawing. And then the flowers died. And, uh, but I keep gave, giving it water. And you see that the scribbled leaves presents, mm. you know, the, the how it really looked, you know, when they're mm -hmm. dying. But then the bots came and new flowers came out. And it became very symbolic. The two flowers are uh, my husband and I um, who are flourishing and flowering through the meditation process. And the dead leaves became a, a, presentation, a, a representation of the past and, and leaving behind. And there are some new bots, which is the inspiration of other people, which we inspired to do this meditation. Oh, okay, that sounds fun. So it's almost like you, you're like a snail. You're leaving behind the, 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 the illusion of the house that you believe you are to discover something bigger and greater in yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, and is this also part of the alchemical um, nature? The yeah, th this is part of this project, the Alchemical Curiosity Cabinet. And this is an, an emblem which I found on the internet. The traditional, the, the old alchemists, uh, they would tear sometimes pages out of the illuminated manuscripts, which had this highly symbolic pictures in there with, with symbols. And they would put that, you know, tear that, put that on their wall in their study or in their lab. And they would study that. Mm. Uh, and th this is a table with all different alchemical symbols. And, um, yeah, this, this would inspire them. You know, the sun yeah. represents gold. 
Yeah, that's the metal gold, yeah. and um, the moon is the metal silver. Right. And the, them coming together, yeah, that that's the highest good what you could get. This is, of course, quite symbolic um, way of explaining things. Yeah, yeah, and you've got all the elements there, haven't you? The wood element, the fire. Um, yeah, you you see there in in the left down corner is the mm -hmm. phoenix rising up out of his ashes. Here, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose is that symbolic of the transmutation or transformation? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so this 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 whole kind of transformation of within yourself, um, I'm trying to put it across to people that what's on the outside of your environment is reflecting back to you something on the inside but yes. likewise there's a there's a relationship going on what's within you can also be expressed on the outside and exactly. um, so like you know you're just talking about the gold and the silver elements symbols but these are also alchemical symbols aren't they to actually represent um the spiritual nature of a journey yeah yeah, yeah. And you could say that the gold and the silver is also the, the, the yin and the yang. Yeah, the gold being yang and, and the silver being yin. Mm. You know, the, the two elements, you know, which exist in every in everything, you know, in every human being and everything there is. There are those two um, dual nature. Yeah, the duality of the... So the the moon is for emotions as well, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And the gold is for... represents... What, is the, that more the ego or yes yeah 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 and and this piece of work was uh the, this is a, a tiny little book and this is part of the um uh alchemical curiosity cabinet it's in that cabinet there are little bottles and there are little books which i'm making yeah. and, and and the outside got all this mo woven and stitched metal work on it but the inside got so little um um, glasses and, and little pots and little mm. books and this this book is part of it and it's all stitched. Mm. The, all the pages are, have different um, alchemical symbols in I it. See. So in some ways it's an old age representation of how people perceived alchemy but yeah. you yourself have from the sounds of it ha has you've gone through an alchemical process truly within yourself to yes. make the realization that you've just been talking about that you know you are not what you think you are and that that is an illusion and that actually there is something far greater for everybody to realize i found that really fascinating and yeah. um just just to comment on the power of color in the environment why did you put these on the wall this is uh, this was something um which i really wanted to do for a long time i did a study of a book called um the the labors of hercules an alchemical interpretation by alice bailey and uh, i gave several talks about that book when i studied it so it goes through the 12 labors of hercules but it gives it all an astrological interpretation so one day it's it's quite an, a mental um orientated book um, but I, uh, because I study astrology, I, I was quite inspired by it. But I thought one day I'm going to make some uh, visual 
interpretation of mm. that study of that book. Right. So I decided to uh, make those. It's it's all silk um, silk fibers um, oh. paper I made, and they're all presented. That so that there are twelve signs of the zodiac or the twelve signs of the the labors of Hercules, but it's it's a very um, abstract interpretation of it. Okay. So left at the top is Aries. So the top uh, is the uh, Aries and then Taurus, Gemini, the yellow, which which looks a bit like like um, Holland. If you see that, the the mm -hmm. yellow one, uh, that that is Cancer because Cancer rules the home homeland. Yeah. And then uh, the brighter yellow is Leo, and then the green is Virgo, and then it goes back to okay. the bottom row on the left, which is um, Libra, and then Scorpio. Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Now, so, what colour? What colour is Pisces? So we all know what we're looking at. That that's the the bottom. It's it's an um, uh, more like a reddish purple. Oh, okay, all right. So we're looking at this one as the Pisces. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. Pisces. Right. So they all they all present basically an an. In, in short, on another level, they, they present a spiritual journey. Mm. Okay, so, and, and how does that, you know, when you're in and around your home, how does that impact upon you when you well, see it? Well, I, I, I put them out. They have been in they have been in various exhibitions, and then I did, had an open studio at home where, you know, lots of people from the public come and visit your, mm. your studio and look at it. So yeah. I put them up for that purpose and then my my husband and my you know my family they yeah. loved it so much yeah. that uh, they wanted me to keep it up ah. there and it uh, it it does cover almost the whole wall yeah uh, but it's quite a powerful um because it's so colorful sure. it's basically all the rainbow cups yeah in yeah. there and it it keeps reminding me also about uh, my love of textiles as well as my love of walking this uh, spiritual journey you know and it it's it's a reflection of what is happening on the inside yeah um, and as you see the background wall uh, our house is very much you know orange and mm -hmm. yellow wall yeah. so it's um, yeah. for some people it might be a bit overpowering but um but you don't design your place for some people. You design it for who you are, don't you? Anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and orange. You know, the orange background. Orange is very much a color of being in the now. Yes. Yes. And uh, so that's why you know we got and the opposite wall of this, which you can't see now, is is a yellow wall, which is you know gives an an quite an uplifting and sunny uh, feel to to the room. Right. But yeah, we get lots of comments when when people come in the room and they see all those, you know, the colourful panels. <laughs> um, it, people keep looking at it. You yes. Know, so. Well, because I think that so many people work in, in in institutional environments where the colour predominantly is metal, is a is a magnolia colour. Yeah. That when they see colour right in front of them, it really does almost hypnotise their yeah. view and their sight, and you know. When I'm teaching about the five elements, I mean, you've got all the five elements in there with the blue for water, the black blue for um, water, the, yeah. the the orange 
like for earth, the yellow for earth, you've got the green for the wood, or the red for the fire, yeah. and you've got the metal, which is white, which you can actually is surrounding the um, colas themselves. So, you know, it's a great depiction of the five elements and yeah. um, how you express them in your environment is, is really important. But a lot of people don't even have any color in their environment at all. I know. Um, so, you know, there is almost like a... A, a starvation there of all the other elements that people need, whether it's, you know, an earth colour to, to to ground them or yeah. a, wa a water colour to be emotional or a wood colour to actually grow them or a, a, a red colour to be passionate about something or act on something. Yeah. Um, so, you know, most of the time people are surrounded by this constant magnolia colour and there's nothing wrong with magnolia if it's actually complemented with colors but yeah. when you've got that all the time then there's very little going on in terms of relationship between you and other aspects in your own chakra system i believe mm. so that looks fascinating and I, I i love the textures of the metal um that's a really you, you know you want to actually go and touch that sign where it says alchemy yeah. um that's the that's the effect it has certainly upon me but before we finish is there anything else that you would like to relay in this particular show um to encourage people to um be aware of their own art or art and how that is important in relationship to yourself yeah i i yeah i think for me and and i would really encourage people to look for any way of being more creative and, and create an environment which is an extension of yourself, you know, because uh, the environment can be um, have such a great impact upon you. So you can you put healing energy there, you know, colors, for example, can bring about certain uh, aspects in yourself. So... Um, yeah, any anything creative also what you what you've made yourself will um, um, I think will bring out in you some more um, more elements of what you are as a human being, you know, by creating yeah. something. Yeah. Well I think that's a great message to leave on really is the least you can actually do is bring some colour in and you know, if you want, as you say, to if people need healing or if they need support or if they need various aspects that are lacking in their life, then to bring in a color or a texture to actually right. denote that, which reminds people, sometimes people can't actually physically give that to themselves, but yeah. when it's actually out facing them on the environment, then that is a reflection back to them, and that's really sums up the power of the feng shui concept as well that you know everything around you is you yeah and it sounds to me like that in your also your alchemical journey in the meditation you have also discovered that everything is you and that's a yeah. great real great message to um to end on but before we do can you just um if if people want to see any more of your work or where would they look or who would they go to uh well if they Google my name, they will undoubtedly come right. uh, across things. But I also um, I have a blog uh, and a Pinterest uh, account. Um, okay. um, 
I can give you my blog and maybe you can post it there or it, it's normally on, on the bottom of my emails. Okay. Um, well, how about if I give out my email, wealthyspaces at gmail.com for any interest and I can pass it on to you. Okay. How does that yeah. sound? Yeah, that yeah. sounds perfect. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much, Katrina. It's been a delight to, to speak about your work and also your own personal journey. It's um, something that you don't hear too much about. So thank you very much. Thank you, Katty, for inviting me and for talking to me. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.